Hello, folks, and welcome again to another episode of the Spirit of Fire podcast. This is Sal, otherwise known as Halo Fan for Life, and I am joined today by both of my co-hosts, Zach and Martin. How you fellas doing? Good, man. How's it going? Good, good. Zach? Doing well. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing fine, man. So we got uh, a bit of different things to talk about. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, the Hunt the Truth stuff, uh, some esports, and some of the hype for uh, Halo 5. So the first thing that that I want to talk about, and for those of you uh, that want to kind of follow along for a little bit more of an interactive experience, if you just go to the uh, website, halofanforlife.com, and uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is the Hunt the Truth Episode 6 boxing story. Uh, so without, uh, obviously listening to the whole thing, um, it's a bit curious here. Did you guys listen to that episode? Sure did. Sure did, man. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And Zach, did you uh, miss that one? I, I have been really behind on the Hunt of the Truth stuff. Ah, uh, so okay. Okay. I did not listen to this episode. Okay. No worries. No worries. <clears throat> well, what did, uh, what did you like about it, uh, Martin or didn't like? Martin. Sorry, mate. Yeah, sorry, mate. <laughs> my fault. Um, sorry, can you say it again? Oh, my daughter decided to come in. Oh, no worries. No worries. <laughs> Visit to close the door. Sorry, mate. Yeah, say no, that's all right. Yeah, this is a family kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so, um, no, I was asking you what uh, what you thought about uh, episode six, Boxing Story. Okay, look, it's, uh, it's getting to the stage now, even though people who follow the law sort of see where this is headed, I think, for the, for the whole part. Um, the fact that these loopholes and, and these bits in the story, especially the guy, the boxing coach, um, keeps coming into play. Uh, I don't know, it just keeps opening up little holes sort of around that you can kind of go, you know, I wonder if they're going to introduce something else or another person. Because I, I, was, I was pretty uh, pessimistic, I guess you could say, when, it, when the ARG came out for this. Yeah. But I've kind of really got into it as they've gone along. <coughs> even though I still think I know what's going to happen. It's um, they're still interesting enough to keep listening, right? Um, right. Six, six especially. Like um, I don't know, it just seems to be getting deeper and deeper into that that no coming back for Mister Ben, mm-hmm. Mister Gerard. Um, I love the character. I love the people who actually. I didn't realise that he's voiced by Ken Peel's Key. Uh, I believe that's right. Yes, I did. I didn't know that. I only, I only just found that. Out. And and the. The chick from the um, How I Met Your Mother did the voice for Which the one? girl. Um, Colby you know, Smulders or the other one? Um, no, the girl from you know the the, the commercial the, later on in life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, what's her name? You talking uh, about the the red haired girl? No, no, the, no, no, no. Um, so you know how on the uh, you know the Halo Three ad um, where John and the girl are looking up at the stars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you know how on, on Hunt the Truth, they go back and interview her old... Oh, okay. She's okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's Robin Shabotsky from, from How I Met Your Mother. Okay, I didn't know I that. Didn't know, no, I didn't know. I just found that out as well. Interesting, cool. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, this this whole thing uh, regarding boxing stories is that uh, <clears throat> the supposed boxing coach for, uh, for John... Uh, on uh, his home planet, 
uh, has been found not to be, you know, it's all, it's all fake. And of course we, you know, know that that is, is you know, as long as 343 keeps with the, uh, you know, the story that's already been told, we know that that's all fake. Uh, but Ben Giroux was finding out, you know, more and more, and he's getting more evidence that indeed it is. Uh, and what's weird <clears throat> is that this supposed coach um, died uh, several years before. And so he's wondering, you know, well, who is it that he got to to do this? You know, uh, I think part of the other story was that it was um, that maybe it might have been him and that he just was like, brainwashed or, you know, he had Alzheimer's or whatever and, and didn't, uh, you know, he didn't know that that's what he was talking about, you know, only just kind of worked on him. Uh, I'm still a little confused on that. So apologies. Cause this gets, this goes everywhere. Um, it does, yeah. but, uh, how, how about, uh, the introduction of, uh, scene chief Mendez now? You know, that was cool. I enjoyed that. That was cool. Now it, it was a bit abrupt though. You know, like I thought we were finally going to get uh, a little bit more, you know, uh, things out in the air. And then Ben asks a question uh, and forgive me that I can't remember specifically which one it was, but it got uh, Mendez a little up in arms and pretty much that was a signal for Sully to end it, you know, and the interview, interv <clears throat> excuse me, interview. So yeah, hopefully uh, we'll get more out of that. Didn't he say something like that's the kind of question that makes uh, some that, that that's the kind of question that gets you off stories like this or, or you know, you're privileged to yes. be on the story? Something to that effect, yes. Yeah. Yes. But how much of a badass was Mendes? Oh yeah. <laughs> Straight up hard ass. <laughs> so uh yeah, so this that episode was pretty cool. Uh it was nice to finally uh you know get the character of Mendez in voice as opposed to just reading about him in the novels. Um, anything else you uh, want to talk about that episode? Yeah. I also like the fact that, you know, how they, at the end of the episode, um, the Ben, um, Mishok was on the, the com, right. just on the, on the, on the open com channels through waypoint. And they said, Mishok said, hello. Mishok jumps on and says, Oh, hi Ben. He didn't realize that. So he was listening the whole time. Yeah. So, so the whole, the whole Oni and the reach of their, <clears throat> their their power and sort of the the hacky ability of Mishok was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I am interested to see where all this is going, and and you know I've been enjoying it. Uh, it comes out every Sunday. Uh, the times kind of vary. Um, they've come out with it a little earlier and later, you know. So. Uh, I think around my time, it's been between 5 and 6 p.m., but and that's Eastern Standard Time. Um, but it could come out earlier or later. So, you know, for those of you that are interested, um, you just want to follow uh, Halo, or I should say at Halo on Twitter. Uh, and, of course, as soon as I find out about it, I'll, I'll retweet it or whatever. Uh, and, uh, you know, just stay up to date on it. It's some, it's some pretty cool uh, information there, and it's kind of neat to... Uh, watch through somebody else's eyes, them finding out the origin of Master Chief, or at least, you know, all the other things that are going on there. Absolutely. <clears throat> all right. Uh, quickly, um, just want to mention that the uh, the Art of Halo 5 Guardians book uh, has been delayed. It was supposed to come out uh, earlier, uh, or I should say, I think it was over the summer this year, and it's been delayed now to October 27th. Uh, that actually coincides with the release of the game. So uh, my thinking is 
that there's probably uh, a bit of artwork in there that would be spoilers for the game, and 343 wants to try and keep as much uh, secret as possible so that you get the full experience of the game, uh, yeah. you know, as opposed to, you know, getting the book first. I, I wanted to get the book, and, you know, I don't know if it would have spoiled things for me, but... Um, you know, I, actually, I kind of agree with this that they release it, you know, around the g- time of the game. So, uh, you know, they, um, do you get the do you get the feeling that they originally intended to release the game on the date of the book, and then they had to push it back? No, no, I, I think the game was always going to be, uh, you know, around that time. I'm actually surprised that it's not November. Uh, this is the first time yeah. a Halo game has been released in October that I recall. Uh, you know, there's been. Uh, Reach was in in September. In fact, uh, we just was over the last week. We actually just passed uh, the five year mark of the beta uh, being released for Reach. So you know that's kind of tells you how long it's been. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, I remember playing that. I played the hell out of it. And uh, I, remember, I remember my my data on the, on the day the beta went up. Um, I had my data limit. And we got to, I think, 1.5 um, <clears throat> of the 2 gig that it took, if I remember rightly, I got to 1.5 gig and then it stopped. Oh. And, uh, I, I, I couldn't read the beta for three days. I couldn't load the beta. So I was ringing around trying to get extra data. Oh, it was <laughs> insane. I'll never forget that. Mm. That's crazy. Oh, was shit. It was so shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, well, that's yeah, your Australian is, connection, yeah. my friend. <laughs> that's it, yeah. yeah. Stupid but, hill Australia. <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, you said that. <laughs> Could but, you uh, imagine we're about to we're about to hit the well not we're about to, it's a, it's a couple of years away, I think, but the ten year anniversary of Halo three. Yeah. Oh wow. Is that ten years now? <laughs> two thousand uh, it came out. Seven, yeah. That's just insane. I remember when that came out. Mm-hmm. I still remember the beta. I love the beta. I still crackdown, getting crackdown, then checking the beta. I mean, it only came out. That was awesome. Yep. Snowbound, high ground. And we were talk- I was actually talking about this the other day. What maps are on it? I remember Snowbound. I remember high um, high ground. Wasn't there another one? I think Valhalla was part of it. It was. That's what it was. I knew there was another one. I didn't play the beta, but I remember watching a beta montage, and there was plenty of Valhalla in there. (laughs) Valhalla. That's a classic map. I love that map. Yeah. I still prefer the new iteration of Blood Gulch. What is it? Bloodline? Bloodline of Anniversary. Yeah. I was never a big fan of Valhalla. Really? Right? Yeah. I don't know why. I just, I I could never get into those. I don't know. Uh. just didn't. I didn't like it, man. If you'd have, if you'd have been in with the group that Zach and I were in during those days, man, I think you would have enjoyed it a lot. We, oh, I'm sure, yeah, yeah I'm train sure, every time. Yeah, well, there was one time that we were getting our butts spanked and uh, destroyed. Yeah, and they were uh, the other team had uh, had control of uh, the banshees, and they just kept banshee bombing the shit out of us. And I remember this particular was it a flag game too. Uh, I'm yep. I, no, it was it was a Slayer game. It was oh, a Slayer okay. game, and the reason why I remember that is, um, I remember uh, some of the guys kind of getting down about it, and they're like, "Ah, oh, screw it, let's just you know, let's either just quit or let's just go out and get killed and end the game." And uh, we were down by like fifteen kills, and I think there was about 
15 more kills to go for them. And I was like, no, the hell with that, man. We're not quitting, you know. And and I remember kind of pumping up the guys like, you know, no, we we can do this. We can still do this. And, uh, and you know, surprisingly enough, everybody rallied and we actually ended up winning by 10. So even though the guys, the other team had the Banshees, you know, we were able to, to take that out and then we controlled after that. And that was a big turning point for our group at the time, too, because, yeah. um, you know, we needed something to kind of bring us more together. And that particular game really did it. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, <clears throat> what's that? Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, speaking of beta, so and we'll get back to the, well, the book we pretty much already mentioned. So we'll, we'll move on from that. But the uh, speaking about betas, um you know, I think uh, you know, it's pretty evident that 343 has realized the heavy importance of having a beta. You know, they said they didn't want to do, or they didn't do one for Halo 4, and then, you know, it was all internal, and then you see what happened, and then they didn't do one for the Master Chief Collection, and of course we know what happened there, so, you know. What's <laughs> still happening. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, you know, supposedly it's better, and, you know, if my uh, if my Xbox One wasn't fried, I would, you know, I would know, and I'd have more to talk about, but unfortunately... Uh, I'm still a no-go with that. It's been like three months. To be honest, man, I'm still having, like, I'm still at the... I'm getting games in Team Slayer regularly without any hassle, but that's the only playlist that I'm getting games in. I've still, mm. I've really? still not had a, I've still not had a Rumble Pit game. I've still not had a SWAT game. I've still not had a big team game. Mm. And, I, and I've and i searched every time that I play, it's the first thing I search for with Rumble Pit to see if, they, see if it works. Whenever they do an update, it's the first thing I check. Um, I know people in the states seem to not having any, be having any or too many issues getting into a lot of games with other playlists, but it seems internationally, um, especially in Australia, as far as I know, I've got friends in, over in the east side of the country um, that are the same way. They can only get Team Slayer games. Everything else just doesn't work. You will oh. not find you will not find a game. Um, but in terms of the the games actually working now in Team Slayer, no no issues. Um, you still got to wait for not a long time, but you know you could be waiting a couple of minutes to find the game. Um, the actual <clears throat> campaign side of things is it seems to be improved. Like you're not getting booted out half halfway through campaign stages like you were. Well, that's um, good. Achievements seem to be popping when they're supposed to be popping. Um, it, it's definitely an improvement, but it's just it's just sad that you know if, if America is getting. The, the, the lion's share of the playlist, like whether it's intentional or not, that there's other countries around the world that just can't get into these other, other playlists. Yeah, they're kind of alienating everybody else then. Well, don't worry about SWAT because they screwed that up. <laughs> How so? <laughs> it just doesn't play the same. Like, you'll, sh- well, I don't, I don't know if it's just Halo 3 on the Master Chief Collection or what, but majority of the games that I played in the playlist yesterday were all Halo 3. And it like back in the day, I just remember being able to cross the map, just one shot somebody in the head. And now I'll be like within like striking distance or just a little bit further away and I'll be on their face shooting them. And then nothing happens. That is strange. It's infuriating. I don't understand. 
So what I what I kind of gathered from that is I've heard different different stories in that interview. I think for uh, the interview just that Frank had with um, the guy over in England. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to that I, too, but yes. Yeah, I think I think you see something in there in, in regards to you got five different engines from five different developers, and getting the hit markers or where you're trying to line it up. Um, but something to do with the engine that's causing that issue mm-hmm. inside the Master, Master Chief collection. But it's um, it's well, sad. It's sad, man. Like you know um, what we've talked about it before. I mean, what could you what can you really expect when you've got so many different hands in the pot? You know, you're I not going to get you're not going to get cohesion then like that. You know, they really needed to have you know one maybe two studios work on that game, and that's it. I always do wonder how they got allowed so quickly. Like, it's, I didn't know there were five studios. Like, I knew that three for three were basically doing the producing. So they got all the studios' builds, put them all onto one disc, and then they managed it from there. So it, it's really not surprising that it kind of is, it was broken to the extent that it was. But they, yeah. come on now. I mean, it's, I think we've, we've discussed it at length. They should have, they should have known this. <laughs> something was all right. Well, you know, and that's to me, it's just like an awful excuse for them. I mean, you're like a huge producer of like games. Like, could you imagine if like Bethesda had put out a game like this mm-hmm. or Blizzard or something? Like, there's just no excuse when you're Microsoft. No, that's it. And I think, I think, I, me and Sal were talking about it. I, I think you guys saw it. Oh, you saw it too, Zach. And that's that Forbes article that that guy wrote regarding um, his opinion of what Microsoft Microsoft should do yeah. if uh, if it doesn't <laughs> come come to fruition with Halo Five. Keep keep and that I mean, in mind, so we can talk about that too. Okay, because cool. I, I, I want to kind of stay a little bit on track. Since you mentioned no the thing about the black eye, that will be the next thing we talk about. But keep that in mind for the uh, – uh, we'll talk about that that article right after the black eye because it does pertain to that, all right? Go cool, ahead. All right. So so speaking of then, um, there was a uh, an article that came out <clears throat> that uh, it was on uh, xboxachievements.com. And, of course, if you're on the site, if you just look at uh, look for 343's black eye uh, on, uh, on my site – HaloFanForLife.com. Uh, I've repeated it in text as well as uh, given you the, uh, the video clip of it so you can watch it instead. But um, I can't say that it's necessarily nice to see that Frank O'Connor says that, you know, the Master Chief Collection was a black guy, but I at least appreciate that they recognize that publicly because that's yeah. been one of the things that's been needed. You know, they needed to say to everybody, yes, we screwed up. You know, and, uh, you know, so on that part, I'm at least glad to see that, you know, they, they own up to it. Um, so let's see, I'm just trying to briefly look through the text here. Um, you know, he does mention that, uh, you know, Halo 5 is going to be different. You know, for one, it's just basically, it is just their studio. I, I don't know if certain affinities involved with, um, making the maps, which they probably are, but they've never been any part of the problem. Their, their yeah. maps have always been fine, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, since it's just going to be the one game and the quote-unquote dedicated servers and all that, there really shouldn't be the issue with Halo 5 that there was with the Master Chief Collection. Um, you know, and if we go back a bit uh, and, 
you know, if you find some of the videos, like for instance, where Dan Ayub uh, of three four three, he's talking about it and how you know he was saying that you know it was a monumental effort to try and get all these games onto you know onto the Xbox One. I mean, we're talking about um, Halo CE and Halo Two from uh, from the original Xbox. You know, you know, and we're talking that's fourteen and what fourteen and eleven years ago respectively yeah. for the both of them you know and that's two systems ago and then bringing halo 3 and 4 as well and now they're supposed to be adding odst sometime this month um you know it's uh it was surprising that they even were able to get anything on there altogether you know i remember previous to this um a couple of years back when bs angel was the community manager uh, somebody had asked her about, you know, would we ever have these games on the Xbox One? And she said something to the effect of, well, it's a legacy issue that we wouldn't be able to do it. And lo and behold, a few years later, here they have somewhat. Um, so, you know, it definitely was possible. But um, I think we've, we've talked about it. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it on the podcast before, and I know I have on the site, that my own feeling is that they should have just done Halo 2 Anniversary. Because that would have been just the one game, and they could have brought that on to the Xbox One. And then, you know, and then maybe for 2007, then they could have done CE uh, Anniversary, 2 Anniversary, and then 3 Anniversary, if you want to call it that, and 4. That They would have had the time to actually, um, you know, to integrate all those games the right way for the Xbox One, and we could have the Master Chief Collection down the line. Um, it does seem to be the consensus. I think I've heard that as well. Is that they should have just done two? I think that, like yeah. you said, that, that it would have been a good idea. It would have been easier to handle. Mm-hmm. It would have got people pumped a bit easier for uh, for Halo Five sure. rather than having the surrounding um, skepticism um, yeah. going into it. And I think it only would have aided the cause rather than everyone kind of still being unsure right. about what. And, and the fact that they're putting so much attention onto uh, you know. Uh, Esports, you know, and Halo Two was the one that really brought it forward. Um, That's right. That would have given everybody the chance to, you know, to enjoy Halo Two in some fashion on the Xbox One and kind of bring more of that feeling back. But by having the whole Master Chief Collection, um, you know, it, it, the games are splintered into, you know, you never you never know which game engine you're going to have for a specific game because that's going to depend on the votes by the people as well as what might randomly come up you know yeah. so if you if they would have just kept it halo 2 anniversary you would have known this is these are the maps we're going to get you know and also instead of having the old maps which i know a lot of people enjoyed but you know the graphics you got to admit are not up to par with today's they would have actually had a lot more time to remaster more of those maps you know, so you would have had updated looks to the maps um, for Halo 2. So, uh, you know, that, unfortunately, that's water under the bridge. We can't do anything about that now. And I think that uh, 343 has certainly, uh, you know, learned a lot of lessons from that. Uh, one of the other things that kind of goes with this, not with the article, but as far as I'm learning the lesson, is the whole survey program that they have. Now, we can't talk about the specific questions because you have to, you know, agree that you're not going to. But... At least within those questions, I know you know a lot of the things that I was answering. Um, it seemed to be a lot in line with what the community wanted as well, and the changes that three four three either has made to the Master Chief Collection or what they 
are doing for Halo 5, it does show that they're listening to us. Yeah. I just hope that they, like, actually finally fix, like, all the different issues with the game. I don't think I don't think they will, per se. Like, they'll, they'll try, but I think pushing closer to launch, they'll kind of just go, you know what, let's just focus on getting this game out because this, this will work because this is their jobs and their livelihood. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think, I think if they don't deliver on five and people are expecting almost a flawless product. Yeah, it needs with, to be. It, it does need to be. I mean, you, you'll have those day one server issues, you know, where you go in and, and like, lots of people. You, you kind of expect that, especially with new tech and it's happening on all the Xbox One games anyway. Right. But, um, yeah. I mean, with this year, like, the cloud servers, like, that's not supposed to happen, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a... It's a, I, I think... But by the time their launch comes, I'm, I'm actually more optimistic now because of what they have riding on it, that they will deliver a product that's up to yeah. par. Because of the fact that Halo 4, when they... There was a sold 343, or well, had some part in it, but there was a sold 343 project, and they managed to get that out. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt now, just saying, look, you had five companies, five engines on one game, and that's why it's still broken. Um, but there is no excuse for, for, um... Halo 5. Yeah, Halo 5, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my thread of tolerance is wearing very thin. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, like how many times I've, I've not pre-ordered the game. I'm, I'm might not buy it until a week after it's released, just to make it, sure there's no issues. That's interesting. That was going to be a question. I was going to say, like, I think I asked you, so are you guys going to buy the console? That answered my question for you, Zach. Like, I'm I'm aiming to buy the console. I'm definitely buying the collectors. Um, but it sounds like you won't see. What about you, so? <clears throat> well, should I have the money? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'll just yeah. If I have the money, then yes. Um, I do have the collector's edition, um, on pre-order, you know, I'm just paying, you know, five bucks here and there until, you know, it comes out. But, um, but I can see where there would be a lot of people that would be wary of doing that, you know, um, I just don't want to give them more money up front (laughs) and be burned (laughs) seeing the product, you know? Yeah. Yep. And there's not many other businesses that you do that in, you know? It's true. Yeah, good point. Yeah. It's just like, I don't want to, like, again, be duped into this cycle of, like, oh, it's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be amazing. And then it releases, and you're like, well, what the hell is this? Right. You know? Well, you know, that's why it was good that they had the beta that they had. That'll give them, you know, more time to work on that. I know there's a lot of people that are hoping and, you know, more that are expecting another beta, but they keep saying that that's not going to happen. I, no, I really, I, can't see it. I would like to at least see. Um, if it's not going to be a true beta, at least give us a, a preview, you know, give us an opportunity to play it again. Uh, even so you, if they quote unquote, don't use it as a beta stat thing. Um, if they did that over the summer, there might be, you know, there should be enough time then to make some additional tweaks that are, yeah. you know, that are needed. You know, it'd be cool is like at, you know, 2am on like a Saturday, they put it on the Xbox store and then, you know, just without telling anybody <laughs> and see like how, how the hype builds, like, Oh my God, this is only out for like three days or something. Yeah. 
that'd be just, cool. just, just my thought. I think the only way that they will do it is if they do a service stress test. Um, and, and even then, they wouldn't do a service stress test till closer to the launch. And if they do do it, um, I mean, even if it was for a couple of days, it's still taking that team away from the final polish. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's sure. that, that 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 time and that that core team that would be on that beta. I think it basically takes about a hundred people to one hundred and fifty people to put a beta together with all the stats and and all the all the servers and all the bits and pieces they have to do for it. So if they actually do one, that's one hundred and fifty people away from the final polish. I'm kind of thinking it's better to leave it as is mm. and hope they just have the team. You know, hitting it running, getting that game to go gold and being happy with a product that's going to ship not broken <clears> rather than <throat> trying to do a last-minute service stress which is taking people away mm. from that product. It's just my opinion. Like, sure. I love to get no, wrong. No. I, I love to play the beta again because it was awesome. I really enjoyed the beta. Um, and I think they're on the right track. Well, I can agree with you there um, for the most part. What I kind of hope happens and i know i'll probably get some disagreement whether it's you guys or others but um you know we just mentioned about you know will they fix the master chief collection um Mm. really you know the crunch time is happening and i personally don't expect any more fixes to it you know after say uh june or july um you know roughly uh, you know like maybe a little before san diego comic con happens and if they do that then, if they pretty much just stop right there on the Master Chief Collection, then all those folks that are working on it can then be moved over to Halo 5 to finish up or work on a new beta or at least something that we can preview. So they could have some of that manpower back to do that. Um, will they do that, though? Who knows? Uh, I know there would be some people that would be upset if they didn't completely fix uh, uh, the Master Chief Collection, but at this point... Um, hold on a second here, guys. I gotta close the door here. <clears throat> yeah, I'd be, I'd be a little, uh, I'd be a little upset if they didn't. Uh, yeah, but you know, issues. I mean, we're we're what seven months now into the game being released, and there's still issues. You know, if they go, you know, uh, another month or two. I mean, you know, eight months, nine months after release, if the game's not really fully working by then. And you've got a new game coming out. You, you, at some point, you have to say, "We need to move on." And I su- go I, ahead. I, I suppose at the end of the day, I mean, they're already doing the May ODST launch, and they're still on actually to come out and uh-huh. see. Okay, so the people who bought um, Chief Collection on day one, they're getting ODST for three for free. Yeah, but they haven't given a price point for the people who didn't buy it on day one. Well, it's actually a little bit longer than day one, but still, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know and I mean? and the thing the thing is, I don't see there being a ton of sales from that. At least, certainly not initially. You know, when you think about it, you know, with the you know state of the game right now, uh, I think anybody that that did, that's not getting that for free is going to wait to see you know what happens for those of us that do have it for free. That you know, when we play it, you know, well, not me personally. You guys know that, but you know, when people play it, um, it doesn't work. You know, and if it doesn't work, then those people that that didn't get it for free, they're probably not going to buy it. It makes you wonder if they're going to sort of give it for free to the to the people on day one 
first mm. and then maybe after three or four weeks give it to everyone else and just release it for free across the board. Do you know what I mean? Like that. Mm-hmm. That's only where I, yeah, that's where I can kind of see them doing it. Because you're right, they wouldn't make much money off it if they just said, hey, we now have ODST in this, now it's only an extra $5. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think that'll be, no, nah, I can't see it. You're right. It's, well, I, I mean, there is quite a few people who bought the game with the the Xbox, you know, that bundle that they put out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where I got mine. Um, so, I mean, I'd be willing to buy it depending on the price. But, yeah, like you said, Sal, there's not, hasn't been any sort of news or price point or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kind of curious. I think I think E3 will roll around. E3 is going to be big for them, I think. I can still see them announcing next year's Halo game because they seem to be on this year cycle with Halo games at the oh, moment. Um, I hate that. Whether it's going to be Halo Wars or it's going to be... I love Halo Wars too. Don't get me wrong. I'd, I'd, that would be my... That would make my day. I would be happy if it was Halo Wars. Oh, man. That would be sick. Um, or But someone... I've heard rumors that ODST, ODST 2 is somewhere around as well. And, and now coinciding cool. coinciding with E3, now, and you've got ODST launching for free, it kind of wouldn't surprise me if they announced an ODST 2. Now, okay, since you mentioned that, so do we go with a whole new squad, or do we have the squad that we had? And when you think about that, uh, if we play with the squad that we had, uh, with the new uh, book that's you know been released not too long ago, uh, Halo New Blood, you know that has Buck in it. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, and, say yeah, yeah. Uh, now, spoiler alert for those that haven't read it: uh, don't listen for the next few seconds here, and then let's not talk about it after that, guys. So, if Zach, if you haven't heard it either, or Martin, don't listen for a few seconds. <laughs> um, but Buck becomes a Spartan. Yeah. So, uh, if Halo. Uh, ODST 2 happens, will it end with Buck becoming a Spartan? And we know that, again, well, this is longer than a few seconds, so (laughs) continue not listening. (laughs) But um, we know that Romeo is the only other surviving member of their squad, and uh, he is a Spartan as well. I mean... I mean, this will probably go into what we're going to talk about later on, but, I mean, if if you look at the, the new box art and mm-hmm. if you believe that on Locke's squad picture on the right-hand side that that's supposed to be Buck, is that correct? I've heard that. Yeah, Buck. yeah, well, it should be because he's an... It's all... It looks like ODST armor. Certainly the helmet is ODST armor, or ODST variant. But it'd be strange. It'd be strange for him to be a Spartan in ODST armor, wouldn't it? Well, it wouldn't be... No, it's not... ODST armor, it's the ODST look, uh, but it is still Spartan Mjolnir armor. Gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and that's uh, that's certainly a prevailing theory. Uh, and then the other two, like if you go from left to right, okay, so you have you have oh, yeah. the first one, then the second one, the third one is locked, the fourth one's probably Buck. So the first one um, is likely Romeo, because I couldn't see Romeo not being uh, still connected with Buck. So the first one's probably Romeo. The second one, it definitely seems like the second one is uh, female in that armor. And it's also like this kind of reddish, maroonish color. Um, 
Who that is, we're not sure, but I know a lot of people think it's Macer from uh, Nightfall, Halo Nightfall, and yeah, that, that could happen. Um, uh, who was the other one? Oh, there was another person. I can't remember who, uh, but certainly everybody's thinking that that one's going to be female. Uh, we'll, let's get to that in just a moment, though. I mean, we're we're kind of going ahead. <laughs> um, I do that. I get off on tangents. No, no, no. That's all right. Yeah, we, no, we're, we we do that quite a bit. But um, but yeah. So if ODST two happens, uh, I'd like to see it at least end then where. Uh, those guys would pick up in Halo 4, you know. So that would be kind of interesting to see them, uh, you know, be recruited for uh, the Spartan program. And, uh, you know, who maybe we'll get a, a look at June now. Because, uh, you know, it's certainly, you know, we now know, of course, that June is, you know, June survived. He's responsible for recruiting uh, Sarah Palmer and, you know, a slew of others. So Thanks. Oh, get out, man. That information's been out there for a while. No, I mean, just Sarah Palmer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, true. Yeah, good one, June. Way to go on your... Way to go. Good recruiting, buddy. (laughs) Good recruiting, buddy. Yeah. I reckon. (laughs) (laughs) You hit that one out of the park, didn't you, dickhead? (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's... uh, uh, let's move to the next part. We'll get to the, the cover art in just a moment. Uh, the next thing I do want to talk about is uh, one of the latest uh, cannon fodders, uh, and it's called Azure Noir. That's the latest one. And this actually has some information about a new, another new uh, Halo novel coming out, and uh, that's called Last Light. And if you look, if you're on my blog here, You'll see a um, there's an image of the cover art, and uh, on that art you see um, Fred from Blue Team, and then there's another Spartan uh, in green to his left, and uh, most people believe, or at least the people that are into the lore believe that that's Olivia. Uh, she's a Spartan three, um, and then there is also information there as to who that human is as well uh, not that they're not all human you know what i mean the the, the non-spartan i should say uh but the story uh seems rather interesting and i i'm just going to read the two uh paragraphs that they put out for the synopsis real quick all right so it's it is 2553 and the three decade long covenant war that defined a generation has suddenly drawn to a close yet in the remotest parts of human space Tensions remain that threaten to overflow into another full-scale conflict. Beneath the surface of the planet Gal lies a vast cavern system, renowned for its therapeutic effects and rumored miraculous cures. But now Gal natives are turning up brutally murdered down there. Violent acts that happen to coincide with the recent arrival of a UNSC research battalion protected by Spartan Blue Team, led by the renowned Spartan II Fred 104. Maverick detective Veda Lopez, that's the human, by the way, um, of the Gal Ministry of Protection, is only trying to do her job as the special inspector assigned to catch a serial killer, one who is possibly hiding within the Spartan ranks. Now, that's kind of interesting. Uh, But never, but, sorry, but she never anticipates the situation spiraling out of control into an all-out crisis when Gal is revealed 
to harbor ancient forerunner technology that could solidify the UNSC's military supremacy for centuries to come, insurrection loyalists within the planetary government will do anything, even align with a vicious faction of what remains of the Covenant, to ensure that never happens. So, all that said, um, this boils down to what is being referred to as a Halo murder mystery. And uh, that's kind of interesting. Um, Whereas the last one, at least 343 says that they view the last one as a, uh, like a political thriller. This one is now a murder mystery. Uh, so it's interesting to see where they're taking these different stories. And uh, to see that Fred is in on this, um, that's definitely interesting. Um, I'm curious as to where the other members of Blue Team are at the moment, though. And then to have this other Spartan. By the way, if you do look at the... Um, the artwork for it. There are a couple of other figures uh, in the background, so you'll need to look at those, and they look like Spartans as well. <clears throat> so, you know, I don't know about you guys. Uh, do you guys read all the books? Sure do. Okay. Right. So, I know uh, personally I'm looking forward to this. This one comes out uh, September 7th, so that gives us, uh, you know, a month and a half or so to read it before um, mm. Guardians comes out. I'd say, is it just me, though, or is it slightly disturbing that the guy in the background is channeling some kind of Star Wars Hoth moment? Yeah, you know, I thought the same thing, you know, that that's, uh, again, that's Veda Lopez, at least we believe it is. But yeah, that totally looks like uh, a Hoth soldier. <laughs> yeah. It's really bugged me. Uh, dear. What do you do? Yeah, that's all right. No, I completely thought the same thing, man. You know, the, from the from the white sleeves and legs, and then the tan kind of vest there. Yeah, totally. So yeah, I agree with you. Another thing I'm looking forward to, and that finally seeing more of Fred. Yes. Like uh, to, to me, Chief Chief's awesome. Don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. but my favorite Spartan's got to be Fred. Yeah. At least he at least he talks, and at least he's got <laughs> he's got he's got more of his not necessarily a story to go behind him, but I know. I think I think a, a whole game of Fred I could I could live with as well. Ah, hmm, that would be interesting. You know, I I, I kind of since we're talking about that was, was another tangent. Then, how about a game with Blue Team? Obviously, it doesn't have Master Chief, um, so we have Blue Team then with the three remaining. Then you know, Fred and Linda and Kelly. Uh, oh yeah. You know, and maybe they would have a fourth in there uh, as a temporary, and that could be who you play. You know what I mean? They kick ass, man. I so love then, that. You know, then, you know, whenever you're playing the game, they come in, you know, during certain parts. Or um, or it could be like co-op was for Halo 3 where, you know, you have the Arbiter and those two other elites. Where in this case here, you play the unnamed Spartan and then uh, your co-op buddies would play, you know, any of the other members of Blue Team. And, and I could care less if I played as Kelly or Linda. I'm not against playing as a female Spartan, you know. Or certainly, I think a lot of people will want to play as Fred, but at that point, it really doesn't matter too much, you know. But it's I true. think that would be pretty cool. And then possibly uh, an ending for that one uh, would be uh, them finally meeting up with Chief, but something has to happen, of course, to that fourth, you know, the unknown Spartan. So, you know, maybe he'd have to perish somehow and uh and then here comes chief to pick up that fourth spot again and as the leader but this is this is going to sound strange but i hope that in halo 5 when blue team finally does meet up with chief they don't undersell it 
Do you know what I mean? Like, because that's a pretty monumental part mm-hmm. of Halo sort of evolution. You hope they undersell it or they don't undersell it? They they don't undersell it. Oh, like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, meeting the Prometheans, to me, I think they, they kind of almost undersold that. Um, I don't know whether that's because of the Promethean development character right. itself. But no, I felt kind of underwhelming. Like, when you, when you read the books, you kind of expected the first Promethean encounter to be monumental to be epic in scale to be holy crap what are these dudes <laughs> instead of and just mental that's right <laughs> i'm joking that's i'm right. joking <laughs> <laughs> but um but then they i'm just hoping they don't undersell blue team and re and re the reuniting with the chief the same yeah. way and th- i mean that's that is really important and it, it's happened in the escalation comic books but yeah. to see it play out in a video game um is just so much more. There's, it's, it's just so much better, you know. Uh, and again, you know, my my thoughts and hopes for Halo Five is that in co-op mode that you do get to play uh, as blue team. You know, obviously, if, if you're the only player, then you're Master Chief. But if you have, you know, if you're playing co-op with others, then you have the opportunity to play as you know any of the members of blue team. Um, and I mentioned it before, just quickly, uh, the same goes with Locke. You know, if we do play as Locke, then he's got his team, so you would play as Locke, and then there's the other three that you could play co-op as well. So that could mean yep. if, if Buck is part of it and Romeo, that you could play as those characters again, which would be pretty cool. Have you heard the rumor that, that's going around sort of the back part of the internet that there's going to be two campaigns, one for Locke's team and one for... Blue team. Actually, uh, I, I, I've kind of already surmised that, and I've posted that up on the blog. I haven't seen anything go. independent of that. Uh, so uh, if that's the case, then uh, that's kind of cool, you know. Um, I could see it happening. I really could. And, you know, people are like, well, then, but you can't have two different endings. Well, the thing is, is it doesn't have to have two different endings. You would sure. have it as... You know, if you decide to play as Locke's team, then you play the the campaign from one perspective. And then if you play as Master Chiefs, you play from that perspective. And then it would have to come down to, there would have to be uh, a mission or two, you know, at the end where they would have to come together in some way. Now, obviously, you wouldn't have all eight Spartans at that point. I mean, that, that would, you can't have, well, it would be great to have eight co-op Spartans, but... Um, they would probably stick with four. So then what does that mean? Um, does it mean that some of them just go away? Does it mean that some of them are killed? Uh, that would kind of suck, you know. And, and then who, if you're going to kill off four of them, who would you kill off? You know, I would, you know, I certainly would want, of course, Master Chief wouldn't die. Well, you hope not. Hope that God they don't kill him off. And Fred... Uh, but then what about Linda and Kelly? And then, of course, Locke. If they've just introduced Locke, you don't think that they're going to kill him off. And I don't think people would want to see Buck dead either. So so who do you end up killing? Do you kill Then do you kill off, essentially, Linda, Kelly, if it's Mace or is the other one, and then Romeo? So you're killing off the three women. That wouldn't go over well. <laughs> and, and Romeo, the final... I mean, I could see them killing off Romeo, but, you know... Um, but then, well... Yeah, I mean, he would be the only other member left from the ODST squad other than Buck, so I don't know. You know, it, would, it just would be interesting. I'd like to see that happen. Um, will it be two completely different campaigns? Who knows? Will it be something more like what happened with Halo 2, where you play as Chief and then co-op, you'd have his his team, and then another mission or two, you'd play as Locke and then his team? That is what I can see more likely to happen. And it seems to also follow along with... 
um, repeating what, uh, you know, has come before. So, uh, you know, 343 would basically be doing Halo 5 as an homage, in a sense, to Halo 2 if they do the campaign like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't have the Halo 2 ending. Oh, yes, right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember I I was so behind on Halo um, when I first got my Xbox. I played Halo 1 all the way through, and then I was like, sweet, I can play Halo 2. And then... Uh, Halo 3 hadn't come out yet, and it was just like, really? I have to wait? Yep. <laughs> that was a big point of contention with people. It was like, that's how you're going to end this? Yeah, it was yeah. pretty bad. And that wasn't the way it was supposed to end, but, uh, you know, well, I don't know. It just set up anticipation, though, you know? Yeah, I guess that was kind of smart on Bungie's part. Right, right. Well, the, Bungie did a lot of smart things back in the day. Yeah, for Halo. <laughs> yeah. Except for Reach, but that's just me. Well, hey, hey, hey. Nothing wrong with Reach. I didn't, uh, I didn't mind Reach, to be honest with you, but you know that, Zach. I, uh, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Um, is it the best of the Halo games? Well, you know, there's a lot of opinions that flow around with that, but... Uh, I don't mind it. I just think that they took the franchise in a direction that now you can't go back from. You're talking about the multiplayer part of it. Y- yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, strictly that. <laughs> Because personally, I, I think the campaign was one of the better ones, actually. Yeah, the campaign was pretty yeah. fun. I, um, I really enjoyed the campaign. But, yeah, I can see that, certainly, you know. But that, that's a whole other topic, and we're not yeah. talking yeah, about it. Yeah, that's so. what I was going to say. Yeah, that's, that, that's like a whole if, like, podcast by itself. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's see. So, we're talking about cannon fodder. Uh, so, we, we mentioned the book. And then they do mention, uh, they do talk a bit about uh, Hunt the Truth. And pretty much, uh, you know, a lot about what we've been talking about. Um, But then they mention uh, Hunt the Signal, and that is a fairly new thing with the Hunt the Truth campaign. Uh, For those of you that haven't been following up on that, uh, Hunt the Signal is actually a contest. And uh, once you get into the contest, you need to have, there needs to be four people on your team, and you have to figure out these different codes that unlock uh, different pieces of uh, of artwork for this big circuit board, and there's 49 pieces to this. It's actually very similar to uh, how, well, not very similar, somewhat similar to how the uh, the artwork for Halo 5, uh, how that came about. And there was, a, by the way, for those of you who didn't know, there were 117 pieces uh, for that. So that was cool that they played in Master Chief's number to uh, the Halo 5 cover art uh, for pieces, you know, to fit that puzzle. Why 49 for this, uh, for the Hunt the Signal? I don't know. Who knows? But, um, so anyways, with the Hunt the Signal thing, if you, uh, if you, first of all, you go to huntthesignal.com, it only works for mobile and, uh, and tablets. You can't use your computer for it. And the reason is, is that it uses, uh, technology that, um, you can't really do with the computer because it requires you to actually, uh, turn around. And it's not like you're going to be picking up your computer and turning your whole computer around <laughs> for this thing, you know, to, to get it's what it is, is. You have to pick up these coordinates. And uh, once you get the coordinates set, uh, there's a little bar at the bottom of the screen that will fill up as long as you hold the coordinate in that place for that long. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the, to start of it, it's uh, the coordinates are 27, 117. And I think the last one was 248. I think that was it. So once you get all of those, then you unlock the opportunity to sign up 
to create a team or to at least join a team. And, uh, and then from there, you need to have all four players. You can't have just you and one other person or just you. You have to have four people. And then you get an opportunity to decipher these codes to get the different pieces to the puzzle. Uh, now, here's the cool thing about it. If you're the first team, and so far there hasn't been a team yet that's gotten it first, and I know there's some teams that are getting close. I know that they're like halfway through it. If you're the first team to unlock all of them, you actually will get to have your face in Halo 5. That's the prize. And really? that's a very cool prize. Now, I, I, think, cool. I think they said your image. I don't know if that means the whole body or if it's just your head. And in my case... I would just want it to be my head and say, put me on a nice skinny body, would you? And thin up my face a little bit. But otherwise, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a very cool prize. Um, I, I did start a team, uh, but unfortunately, one of the guys on the team, he, he had a hell of a time trying to sign in. By the way, I initially did too, and I, I've heard this from other people. So, you know, there was a little bit something screwy going on there with trying to sign in. So, he created a different account and signed on to the team, but unfortunately he can't get back to that other one to make that one leave the team. So we're kind of screwed up now because I have Penn's Halo. You guys know him, of course. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, well, maybe not you listening, but my two co-hosts do because we play with him. Um, he joined the team. But unfortunately with this other one uh, n not really being there, it screws us up because you have to have four people in order to be able to play this. And I'm pretty sure that you need to have all four people actively involved in order to be able to decipher the code. So I'm going to have to disband that team or at least leave that team, create a new team. Ugh, such a pain in the ass. And considering how far ahead some people are, I don't even know if it's worth it at this point. But I still want to do that. So, Zach, by the way, um, I know you started a team for your blog. But if you're interested and you want to join in, I can certainly create a new team. You can be with that. Pens can be with that and this other guy, and then we'll have our four. Yeah, so, sounds good. You know, all right. So I, we'll, I just got to figure out how to leave or... Oh, it's leave. easy. You just, down at the bottom, it just says leave team. Oh. Yeah, right. whenever you sign in, it'll show your team, and even if, if even if it's just you, down at the bottom, it should say leave team. So you just do that, and then I'll send you the uh, the code for uh, the invite into our team, well, into the new team that I'll create. But... Um, yeah, it's going to take a bit of work, and uh, I think it'll be fun. And even if we're not first, uh, you know, that's cool. That, that's all right. I just think it's fun. It's another way to get yourself even more immersed into this whole hype of Halo 5 and the whole experience, you know. So the Hunt the Truth thing's already been pretty cool with its weekly episodes, uh, and then, you know, a lot of speculation going on with that. But then this Hunt the Signal thing is just another whole layer uh, put on top of that that just, again, adds more to the experience of it and gets you, you know, just more involved with uh, with this whole thing. Um, you, yeah. You've known about that, uh, Martin? Yeah, I have, man. I have. I haven't actually given it a, a look in the... Yeah, the, unfortunately, see, I would have invited you, but because of our 12-hour difference... Okay, so we had a little technical glitch there. Sorry about that, folks. Um, so we, were, we mentioned that... Uh, you know, the reason why I didn't get Martin onto the uh, into the group is that 12-hour uh, time difference. So, you know, Martin, I certainly would have wanted you in on this, but, you know, considering that time difference, uh, you know, we could have been working on something in, you know, at, say, 5 o'clock in the evening, my time would have been 4 Zacks, for instance, but 
it would have been 5 a.m. your time. And I don't think that would have been fair to you <laughs> to try and get you up <laughs> yeah. that early. And it probably wouldn't be fair to us to try and, you know, wing it. You know, and again, I think you really need to have four people for this thing. So, you know, Absolutely. unfortunately, Absolutely. man, I, I, I had to disclude you. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I don't like you anyway. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but uh, you're saying it, you're saying I'm not smart enough. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, no, I didn't say that. You did. <laughs> but, yeah, no, no. But uh, so, uh, anyways, though, uh, whoever does get that uh, that solved first, uh, kudos to them. Uh, it'll be very cool. Uh, you know, you'll be uh, uh, immortalized in Halo, and uh, you know. Uh, that's something I could only hope for. But uh, let's move on. We've got a few other things here to still talk about. Uh, the next thing is, uh, it is still Hunt of Truth related. Um, last, was it, I think actually it was two weeks ago now. Might have been. Uh, 343, or Halo Waypoint, asked for people to send in an audio clip uh, to them uh, as if you were speaking uh, to Ben Giroux. Uh, and you would either be in the perspective of, you know, you agreed with what he was doing, uh, you didn't agree with what he was doing, uh, and I think the third one was that you basically fully supported the Master Chief. Uh, I sent one in. Uh, I didn't get picked, unfortunately, but that's okay. I'm sure they had plenty of uh, people that uh, submitted uh, audio clips in. But the cool thing is that they actually did release the uh, the audio clips when you listen to the episode uh, they're all layered on top of one another and it's pretty hard to hear the individual ones but uh if you go again go to the blog halofanforlife.com if you look up ben Gerard's or gerard or whatever you want to call him messages ben Gerard's messages uh you will see then uh that you can click on it uh, there's a soundcloud uh panel there that you can click on and you can listen to all the different uh, messages that they put into the episode itself. The first one is Michael Sullivan, uh, and then from there, and that's Sully, as we know, and then from there, it's all the uh, the different uh, folks that put in their uh, their audio clips, and uh, some of them are pretty good. Some of them actually sound uh, like they certainly belong. There's a couple of them, yeah, not so much, but you know, the cool thing is, is again, this is another chance to involve the fans in uh in the whole project and the overall thing so that's something that i definitely appreciate the 343 is doing is involving the fans more uh in the whole scope of halo uh, do you guys get a chance to listen to that i've actually listened to all the tracks but um i did enjoy the episode uh-huh. where they played them all yeah it, that was a bit confusing i was trying to see if they you know if they put mine in there and then when i saw this i was like oh well let's let's see and Oh well, I didn't get picked, but that's okay. <laughs> but you know, take a, take a listen. They're not they're not long. Um, you know, each of them's maybe you know like less than a half a minute long. There's 29 tracks altogether, so you're talking you know 15 minutes um, or less. So uh, you know, it, it's worth listening to. Something cool. Okay, so let's see the next. You know what? Let's go ahead. You did you wanted to talk more about the. Uh, cover art for Halo Five. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's something that um, I mean, we've already elaborated it on sort of Locke's team, right? But um, John's team, obviously, Kelly, Kelly should be there. Fred's definitely in there, mm-hmm. and, and Linda. And we assume the other one's Linda, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Well, that depiction of her there uh, is somewhat similar to. Uh, the depiction that she has an escalation, 
So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's pretty safe to assume. And Kelly uh, has the uh, the EVA armor, um, which is kind of cool because uh, you know we didn't see that in uh, um, what was it? Was it Ford and Dawn? She wasn't wearing EVA then, right? Uh, no, I think she was. I can't remember. Was she wearing? What was she wearing? Recon, I think. Trying, I can't remember. Trying to remember. Yeah, that's <laughs> all right. That's all right. Yeah, my old mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, Zach, for the. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, no, that's all right. <laughs> but, no, that's okay. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's cool to see that uh, you know Kelly has her armor back. Um, and Fred, I like his. His armor is called Centurion. That's the variant that he has. And uh, I think it's pretty cool. I dig it. It's Obi-Rockin. It's Obi-Rockin come H5. Yep, yep. And that's that was in the beta, too. Um, did you yeah. get a chance to unlock that? I don't think I did. Did you? I don't think I did. No, I don't think I did. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that I didn't, because that, that was one that you, you had to have... A lot of experience. You had to have been playing a lot in order to be uh, uh, to unlock that armor. Um, yeah. Hopefully, the you know, hopefully, all that experience will still count. You know, so if that's the case, then it shouldn't be too long before I'd be able to unlock that. I thought that armor was really badass, man. Uh, oh, and a side note to that: for those of you that want to quote unquote or technically own that armor, Mega Blocks does have a set that has Fred in it. He's a named character and it's his Centurion armor. It's the new booster frame set. Uh, and it's a bit, it's a bigger booster frame than what came out from the first time. Um, so, you know, if you're, fa- if you're a fan of Fred's, certainly go out and buy that, that new booster frame set with the figure. Um, it's really cool. I, I have the set. There is a review up on the, on the site. So if you look under the mega block section, uh, for the categories, you'll be able to find it there. But, uh, that's just a little side note. I think I think um, what what's interesting about the cover art, it's got that you know the thing in the middle that you've spoken about heaps, and the the war sphinx. I think is what they what you call it. Well, I is didn't it? call it that. Actually, I think it's something else. Um, okay. But now people are saying that that's a guardian, and you know that seems to fit. Of mm, course. Okay. Um, but yeah, go uh, ahead. Go I, ahead. I think the interesting thing about it is so on the first trailer from last year, um, so Chief doesn't look like he was wearing top armor and he was wearing that cloak. Yeah. Um, so that tells me at some point, because in the, in the two new videos with Locke, <laughs> he's got full armor. Mm-hmm. So that tells me that you're going to encounter whatever that thing is prior to the end events, which he's got his armor at, or probably before, I'm not too sure. So it kind of gives you a hint as to where the story's going to, sort of what's going to come before the other, sort mm-hmm. of. That's the only I've got. Kind yeah. of from it. Well, um, there is a little bit of a difference between uh, that construct and from the 2013 trailer versus what is shown in the Halo 5 cover art. But that could just simply be that, um, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, considering one, that it's got all these floaty bits to it. And, you know, we all know how Forerunner uh, things change and, you know, they look different and, you know, they basically transform. Not like the Transformers, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. you know, we saw a lot of that kind of thing happening in uh, in Halo 4. So that could certainly be the same exact construct, and that it's just changed a little bit in its look um, just by moving parts around. So uh, I can see that happening. And I've been saying since the beginning that that's the arc. 
Um, whether it's the one that was partially destroyed, uh, which is the lesser arc, or it's the uh, it's the uh, the main arc, you know, the the bigger one uh, has yet to be seen yet. You know, we haven't really been given that info yet. Um, so it'll be interesting to go to the arc, whether it's the previous one or you know an all new one. And I, I kind of hope it's an all new one, but really. Uh, we didn't explore all that much of the previous one as it is, so it could yeah. still it could still be that one, uh, and that might be even more interesting because you know parts of that have been you know destroyed. So uh, you know I don't necessarily want us to see, you know, to be playing the same levels over again, but yeah. um, you know if there's some hint of it, that would be cool. But, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we did go over already, you know, the teams. It shows, this is what's interesting. It shows Master Chief's team uh, under Locke, and then it shows Locke's team under Master Chief. Mm. So, I think the thing that you can take from that is that, you know, one is hunting the other, and that's why the teams are, you know, uh, displaced like that. Um, you know, I, I'm, I am curious. We do know that Locke is hunting Chief, but is there does there come some time... Uh, in point in the campaign where the tables are turned and now Chief's team is hunting down Locke, maybe. I don't know. Um, mm. I am curious about that. By the way, Locke's armor uh, variant is called Hunter, uh, so that's kind of convenient. <laughs> mm. and, and, and it's interesting with, um, I mean, probably something else that we can talk about, but that new trailer that came out for GameStop? Yes. If you, if you guys have, you, you've seen that, haven't you? Oh, yeah, uh, certainly. It kind of puts Locke in a, my God, that dude is a badass. Got yeah. Light, you know what I mean, like yeah, he, was doing some, he was doing some crazy shit on that Benji. <laughs> yeah, that, and, and then the way he was able to, to thrust up the wall like that. Yeah. You know, that was cool. Yeah. The way he, he first of all before before the banshee part where he busts out of the the building and lands onto the banshee and then it does a flip and yeah. it's still holding on. And yeah, that was pretty cool. I think that did more for. My opinion of Locke than what Nightfall did. Oh, because, certainly. Because you, I, up until that point, I still kind of viewed Locke as so. This dude seriously going to take on a Spartan two with right. no real augmentation, except for a Spartan four augmentation, and he's going to take him on. And after seeing that, you can kind of go, "Yeah, all right, maybe." I, I still don't <laughs> think he's as badass as Master Chief, but uh, no, cool. uh, hell no, definitely but, not. But. <laughs> Yeah, that, that definitely uh, helps his cause, though, you know. I mean, you know, again, we, we know that obviously he had to get augmentations to become a Spartan. Um, so we knew that he was going to have something, you know, added to him. But I still don't consider Spartan 4s anywhere near as good as Spartan 2s. So, I agree. You know, it, it'll Absolutely. be interesting to see. Uh, maybe he got some additional uh, enhancements or modifications because he's a part of Oni. So that might be something that they could introduce and that would add another uh, dimension or perspective into, you know, this whole lock persona. It's true. Then again, it's <laughs> on that video. It's a really awesome meme. You know, how he jumps out of the, and does a ground pound. Yeah. And he does that big circle of the, of the destruction from it. Yeah. So I saw a video online, someone had done it. He hits the ground and then you know, on reach, how they glass the planet. Yeah. And it goes around the whole planet. So at the end of the ground pounding, they, they put that video in with it. It was hilarious. So what? So they made it look like he ground pounded and glassed the whole planet. That's it. I think it was called the ground pound heard around the world. That's, That's pretty funny. cool. That's funny. That was hilarious. 
Uh, you'll have to send me the link for that. I missed that. Yeah, well, I'll check it out. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about on the cover art? No, I think I think we covered a lot of it. Um, what's yeah, interesting. Sorry. Um, no, you're right, man. Okay. No, what's interesting on Locks, like the picture of Locks team, that backdrop is the the concept art that they originally like released. I think it was either before the trailer or after, um, like the initial E3 trailer. Okay, interesting. Oh yeah, I know Kinda what you cool. mean. I know what you mean. You're talking about the one where they highlighted all the bits and pieces, like they yeah. circled them on the same galley planet. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know where you're going. That was that one that you you know which one we're talking about, Sal. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah, Good and point. and as we've been saying, you know, it's. Uh, it definitely looks like we're finally going to see Sangilios uh, in the game, which I know, you know I'm excited to see because, you know, we, we need to go visit other places. You know, we can't always be on Earth. We can't always be on Halo, even though the game is Halo. Um, you know, it's nice to be able to visit other planets. You know, it's, it's, the galaxy yeah. is a big place. You know, we did get Reach, but again, that's a human colony or a human world, rather, um, to actually be able to be on Sangilios, uh, You know, I wonder... You know, how many more elites we're going to see there? Um, are they all going to be friendly or enemies? I mean, obviously, from the trailers, we're fighting them again. Uh, but the, is that just a certain faction? Is that just Julandamas? Is it something else? So, you know, that dynamic is going to be pretty cool to explore. Do you think that they'll reintroduce the Flood? Or... Um, maybe, Bruce? maybe on the arc, but I... I actually hope that they don't in this game. I hope that they wait. Um, Maybe the next game. Um, I'd actually like to see a little bit more of the Forerunner development. Um, Mm. You know, if you look at... uh, Was it Broken Circle, possibly? The the novel, Halo Broken Circle, or there might have been another one before that. I think it was Broken Circle. I might be wrong, though. But um, there were Forerunners that uh, did manage to get away, you know, that, that lived. So there conceivably could still be a colony of forerunners alive at the time of uh, Master Chief. Uh, they wouldn't have the technology because I think that was one of the things that they had to give up was the technology. But then again, you know, it's been 100,000 years, so they could easily have redeveloped that technology again. Um, and if that's the case, would those forerunners be friendly to humans now uh, or would they be an enemy and you know it would be very interesting to see if they were an enemy uh, how um, the UNSC would then go against you know a forerunner army that it would definitely be technologically advanced you would figure by that point Uh, if they were friendly then to humans does that mean then that humanity will finally attain the mantle so there's a lot of different ways that that could go so I kind of want them to hold off on the flood for now Um, if they do bring the flood in then you know the next uh, in Halo 6 or whatever they want to call it at that point um, would the flood then finally uh, just eliminate all the forerunners uh, would the precursors somehow come back into play? And that's something I want to see. Mm, uh, yeah. You know, that's something that's barely been touched. You know, it used to be before forerunners were barely touched, but now we've got more of that. So now, you know, let's let's go a little bit further than maybe, you know, touch a little bit more on the precursors and see what that's all about. So uh, 
I do hope that there are um, new uh, alien races brought in in some way because it, it seems to be that there's uh, the galaxy has shrunk a bit. You know, we're still seeing the same enemies that we've been seeing for all the games, and other than the Promethean, you know, robots, if you want to call them that, you know, the knights, the um, they're not real Prometheans, you know. The only Promethean we've really seen to this point that we battled against is the Didact. Um, you know, but even if it's not um, Forerunners, uh, we do know that there are other races within the Covenant, or were. Um, should we see some of those? Maybe. But I'd, li I'd like to see another enemy, a completely different enemy, um, that doesn't really necessarily have anything, well, definitely doesn't have anything to do with the Covenant, and might have a little bit of something to do with Halo where they perceive it as something else. Uh, maybe they want to take it and use it as a weapon. Um, you know, they're, they're not religious zealots like the Covenant was, and they actually want to take this and use it as a means to, to conquer the rest of the galaxy. Um, maybe they somehow um, managed to get a hold of one, or maybe, um, you know, they take over the, the bigger arc. Uh, I just I want to see some new dynamic put into this that gives you a reason to come back for more and more because, you know, not that I'm getting tired of fighting grunts and jackals and, and elites and all that, but, you know, I think we need something a little refreshing put into this. Uh, I'd like to see brutes come back in, but, yes. you know. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. So. I'd love to see brutes back as well. Yeah. And that would be interesting as well with them. Would they be enemies? Would they be friendly? Uh, you know, they've got their own culture, and their own culture is pretty violent. Um, I was going to say that, yeah. I don't think they have the mental capacity to be friendly. Yeah. So, you know, oh, that's another dynamic. Uh, let's move on for now. Uh, the next thing I just want to talk about briefly is that there was a hot fix put in place. Uh, that was just a couple of days ago. And let me just read a little bit about... Uh, that here. All right, so I'm just going to reread re the, uh, the reblog from Halo Waypoint. Uh, and this is coming from Shay uh, Cho from uh, 343. He's a franchise media director. He says, uh, as we mentioned last week, the team has been working on a hotfix for party joinability. And this fix is now available via content, excuse me, content update to Halo Master Chief Collection. Largely, this update will revert to the same party functionality that was available prior to our 421 update and specifically addresses joinability issues that players with large friends lists have been experiencing. At this time, this weekend's ESL Online Cup 1 remains on schedule. Uh, let's see. They're currently working with teams and players to verify that the joinability issues have been resolved to ensure that things will run smoothly during the tournament. So... I don't know how much that really has changed anything, and for it to revert back, that you know sounds like a step backwards. I don't know. And you know, you, Martin, you saying that uh, you know, internationally, you know, people are still having problems joining in. I don't know if this is really a fix. Then, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No. 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 Um, like, uh, I've been playing a bit of customs with a few friends and stuff around Australia recently. Uh -huh. And um, even just getting the custom games, uh, the party functionality and the joining is, is still broken as shit. Wow. But uh, but once you get, like, it's the, the whole, I don't know whether that's an Xbox Live thing in conjunction with it, but even just getting into a voice chat with people is a chore. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I remember that. That uh, was a pain yeah. in the butt. My microphone on the Master Chief Collection will work 
if if I'm playing by myself, it'll work for a game, and then it won't work after that. Yep. Unless I like quit the build and then reboot it. So I've just been doing like party chat in Master Chief Collection. See, that didn't always work for me, though, you know? It it was weird. With party chat, it was like some people were in, some people weren't. If you left party chat, you could hear the other ones you didn't before, but now you can't hear those other people that were in party chat, even if they leave party chat. So, ugh, frustrating all around. Yeah, there's a thing that when you go to join a chat, and so you snap the chat function, Mm -hmm. or snap party, you got to join. You're watching the little circle thing that, that that tells you when you've connected to that person for the party. Yeah, and it, it keeps coming out with faults. So it'll say a fault that um, you've encountered a fault connecting to this person, and then the faults will clear once that person is joined. Mm-hmm. So if people if people were impatient and they they just quit out and say, "Oh, it's not working. There's a fault in the system." Mm-hmm. But um, the the yeah, they still haven't fixed that. That's still an ongoing issue. The uh, this hot fix they keep talking about, I've noticed no change. Uh, still, still the same as what it was. So I guess they reverted back to it. Um, yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. It, it was specifically designed so you, they could get this tournament up and running. Yeah, but that was that was a black eye in itself, and I think <laughs> that, we haven't actually discussed that, that the fact they had to cancel that tournament right. because yeah. of the, because of those issues. Yeah. I and mean, that that's, that was really bad. Yeah, and that's that's organization. That's that's time. That's you know, people's livelihoods. You know, quitting school or whatever, and going and getting a team together to go and play. Sure. And then you think so, about you know the airfare, the hotel costs, you know all the all of those stuff they plan to go to this, and then it gets canceled. Who, who you know, do they get refunded for that? Likely not. At least not from three four three. Yeah, that's that's not a cool thing. But. Well, speaking of tournaments, so there is this one going on this week now, uh, weekend I should say. Yesterday was the open bracket, uh, and there was a single elimination best of three games. It was open to all teams. Uh, the top eight from yesterday move on to today's legendary bracket, and the other eight teams that make up the legendary bracket are the top eight teams that are in the HCS standings already. So... Uh, if you want to follow along with that, if you go to uh, ESL, I believe it's eslgaming.com or esl.com. I can't remember which one. Um, but if you go there, you should be able to find the bracket and follow along with uh, who is, uh, who's winning, who's moving forward. Uh, I believe, and I might be mistaken, but I believe it might. Wait, this is the online one, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. right. So it's not being it's not being streamed by 343, but you might be able to watch other people's streams and, and be able to catch uh, games here and there. Of course, it won't be you won't be able to see everybody's perspective. It'll just be that person. But um, but uh, in any event, there is the, the, this tournament going on. And uh, Zach, I know we talked about it uh, before uh, on the cast. There, you said you weren't you're, you're not really a fan of the online cups. Do you want to elaborate on on that? Yeah, I just, I just, well, I think this particular bracket looks pretty good. I mean, uh-huh. there's a lot of teams in here that it's going to shape up to be like a really, really good tournament. Um, the only thing I'm not a fan of these online versus uh, LAN is you get like a lot of different teams who normally wouldn't go so far in LAN actually like winning the 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 cups. Um, I know that's kind of cool, but it'd be great if it translated to land as well mm-hmm. as online. Um, and also, I think that 
you know, finding the bracket is a little bit tough. You got to search around on ESL's website for a while. Yeah. And there's no dedicated like space to see here's who's streaming the match, you know, mm-hmm. um, here's their Twitch. I, I feel like, I don't know, three, four, three and ESL could do a better job of being like, here's everything for this. Here's all the streamers, you know, what game they're in, um, the series count, stuff like that. So, I mean, there's just a lot more work as a fan to try to figure out where things are and, you know, follow them to the T. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. That's my only beef with it. But, I mean, this this is kind of works for what they're getting at. You know, like a season tournament, it's, it's very similar to how Call of Duty works. Um, but, you know, it's just kind of, it's just something new to get used to, I guess. Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. Uh, and by the way, I will have some more information up on that on the blog. Uh, of course, by the time you folks hear this, that information will already be there. Um, I think yesterday was it Excellence Gaming, I think, was uh, one of the ones there. I thought they were already in the top eight, but uh, I guess not. Yeah, it looks like they're 10th seeded in the tournament. Hmm. Okay. Um, I don't know if they... I I think they showed up to Iron Games at Atlanta. Okay. Um, I'm not sure who's on the roster right now because there's been a lot of a lot of team changes before yes. the lock. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, speaking of those, those uh, team changes, uh, there was <clears throat> a video put out uh, the other day uh, with Bravo... And uh, it actually is it's pretty good. It goes over uh, a lot of the changes that have been made. Um, Heinz and uh, APG uh, moving over to another team. Uh, Ninja was dropped from two teams. So, you know, there's there's a lot of, uh, of things going on. And Pistola is finally uh, back in. He had an injury that uh, kept him from, uh, from gaming. So now he's back in. And, uh, oh, gosh, I can't remember who, what team he got in on now. Cloud nine. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so, you know, that's good to see. I'm glad, uh, pistol is in on that. He, he's my personal favorite, uh, of all the, uh, pros there. He seems to always be upbeat and, uh, you know, a positive force in, uh, Halo, uh, esports. Yeah. He's definitely, he's definitely a fan favorite. Yeah. Um, I know Ninja's on a team with somebody, I think it's Spartan the Dog and um, a couple other people. I'm not sure okay. what uh, what team they've gotten on. Um, they might be on Excellence, actually. Uh-huh. Um, it's For me right now, it's a little hard to keep up on all that, you know, with all the roster changes. Um, there is uh, that, that, uh, that Dark Horse in uh, Winter Fox that did real well. Uh, yes. You know, and that was surprising to see. And but that was at the land tournament. Am I not mistaken? That was at Atlanta. Yes. And see, yeah. So, so they um, they did pretty well for their first like official land tournament as a team. Yeah. Um, but the preseason cups they actually won. Um, I think either one or both of them. I think they won both. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like I said, just again, stuff is different than in land, but you know. Right. <laughs> It's nice to see somebody other than Evil Geniuses winning. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see if that's going to happen this, uh, you know, today. Uh, certainly, you know, uh, stay tuned to ESL uh, Gaming for that to see if uh, if Evil Geniuses continues their winning streak or somebody finally knocks them off. You know, I think it's good for the sport 
if it does change. Mm-hmm. There are positives to, you know, a team dominating, but after a while, it just is like, yeah, okay, they won again. Is there really anybody else that can even do anything? Yeah. So I think it is good for uh, for the game. And actually, this goes for any sports, uh, football, Patriots. <clears throat> Anyways, um, <laughs> th- it's, good, it's good for any – what? What? <laughs> it's good for any sports uh, to have you know a different uh, a champion once in a while, uh, so that you've got underdogs to root for. You know, um, I think a lot of people more enjoy seeing the underdogs win than the champions win over and over and over again. So, uh, yeah, you know, I will say that uh, you know I think that uh, that video that three four three and you know Bravos and mm-hmm. was really incredible. Yes. I'm I'm glad that they finally did something like that just to keep people who might be just checking waypoint and not really following it too much. Uh-huh. So that they can also see what's going on. Um and I thought the player interviews were great, the promos and the pictures and everything else. Certainly. It was really cool. Yeah, and uh what was it? It was uh Snipe Down that was named uh the fan favorite or the uh, the MVP, I think. Yeah. of Atlanta. Yeah, it was, it was fan voted. He was he was MVP of uh season 1. Yep. And he got a decade of Xbox Live. Yes. Games. My God. That's pretty cool. Ten years. Hey, speaking about speaking about this, since we're mentioning that in that video, uh, what did you think about the whole opening sequence? Oh, yes, man. That was, that was awesome. That was awesome. You know, I mean, that's probably not game engine graphics, but still, that whole opening, you know, seeing, uh, you know, the... Uh, some of the new Spartan armor, just, uh, you know, we, it's on the infinity, the way that it, it brought the, uh, the, uh, Spartans into the tournament and, you know, oh, the, just the whole thing was really cool. Yeah. It would be cool if they did have that kind of armor coloring and the, like the templates for it to do like sports. Oh um, yeah. But this is like, and like, do you know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> Like like the actual, you can make your own little team logo and put that onto your team. You know, now, you go to the breakout and you have your own team with all the different. You you mentioned that you mentioned that and and I let's just briefly talk about that. Uh, and Zach, I know you can uh, talk on this, but if I'm not mistaken, Call of Duty has that feature where you can make your own avatar, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So the problem with it is is that too many people are making all these obscene things. Okay, yeah. so is it do we do we want to have the custom option for an avatar or not? Now, personally, I do want to see that. If people make something obscene and enough people report them, then you know that that avatar gets blocked or maybe that person gets a ban for a while. But I don't really see it being all that much of a problem. I would love to be able to create my own avatar for my team and you know be able to go in and you know I think that's a cool thing. And then I think there should be a little bit more. Um, uh, what do you call it? Customization for the colors of the armor as well. But Zach, yeah, please, Zach, since you know about the avatar thing, you want to talk any about that? Yeah, I mean, in Call of Duty, it's been around for um, a few games now. Um, but basically, you have a bunch of just different shapes and things, and you can put them together and kind of move them around. Actually, there's like an editor where you can do like some fine tune kind of if you were editing almost in like a dumbed down version of Photoshop. Cool. Um, but basically it's just placing those things, changing the size, making them larger, smaller. So you can make like cool, like logos. Um, like you said, obviously 
people make some obscene things sometimes. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's been around in Halo for quite some time. Yes, yes. I mean, the the see, good like, old the, uh, faded gradient, the uh, horizontal gradient with the uh, grenade. Yeah, yeah. Not that I ever used that, it. They're going to figure out how to do it anyway. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, that's so true. that's something I would certainly love to see because, you know, it would be great to come up with your own logo uh, for your team, you know, whether it's, a, you know, you're just your friend's team, you know, or, you know, if you, for the pro teams. Like the pro teams, I, that would be great for them to be able to have their logo. And, really? you know, and only those people on it would have it. So, you know, it would kind of be locked in. It could be something special the 343 could do. You know, then if you go against that, you're like, holy shit, this is the real evil geniuses, you know. That would be well, I, I don't ever want to face them. <laughs> I'm nowhere near that. <laughs> nope. But, but yeah, but that, again, going back to the opening sequence, though, I was blown away by that, man. I, I hope that we get uh, that level of uh, of graphics in uh, in Halo Five. Um, again, I don't expect that to be the actual game engine, but uh, still, that was that was really cool to see. It was just another thing to help build the hype. Yeah, I'm I'm really impressed with this video. Like, I, I didn't want to watch it at first because some of the Waypoint videos have lately have been kind of like, meh. But <laughs> that one was really incredible. I'm glad that they that they did that. They did a fantastic job. Yes, definitely. All right, fellas. Well, we are an hour and a half into this, so uh, I don't have anything more. Do you guys have anything else that you want to talk about, either one of you? No. Um, no. I've, nothing here. I think. I think um, every time that we do a podcast, I think my optimism is increasing now, <laughs> leading up to launch. I'm, I'm becoming less pessimistic and more optimistic that they they will deliver this time because they have to. Uh-huh. Roll, on, roll on October, roll on E3. Yes. Uh, actually, just on top of it, while I remember, nothing I'm looking forward to this year, Joseph Stadden's book. Ah, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to that because I really enjoyed his Halo novel that mm-hmm. he did. Did he do Ghost of Onyx? Oh gosh, uh, I can't remember here, but I'll look it up real quick. Was that Joseph Staten? I'm pretty sure Ghost of Onyx. If it was, was no, that was Eric Nyland. Okay, yeah, I love him too. He's brilliant as well. Yeah, what yeah. did Joseph Staten do again? Uh, well, you're putting me on the spot here, man. <laughs> uh, Sorry, that's okay. Oh, geez. Uh, uh, Contact Harvest. Yep. Love Contact Harvest. Yeah, well, that was a very, very good novel. If you guys haven't read that, that's absolutely one to read. Joseph Stanton was like, he was the Halo Bible for, for Bungie. He oh, was the certainly. He was the lead content creator. Well, not content, he was the lead story. Yeah. Uh, for, for, for Halo, when, when, it, when it was with Bungie. Yep. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he does at the end of the year. So that'll be cool. Yeah. That's Other than different. that, that's it for me. Okay. Oh, well, we did mention uh, E3, so I'm just going to quickly bring up some uh, some events that are happening that will have some Halo tie-ins to it. Obviously, E3, and that's actually 37 days from today, so we're getting pretty close to that one. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? And since we're mentioning that, what do you guys uh, expect to see, and then what do you hope to see regarding Halo 5 from E3? 
regarding Halo 5. Yes. Um, I think we'll get a campaign. I think there'll be playable multiplayer on the floor. There won't be what the beta was. Um, and I think there'll be an announcement for another game. But definitely, camp- like they started off last E3, or the other, you know, the Halo 4 campaign demo. Uh-huh. I think they'll do that again with Halo 5, because there's not much left that they want to show. I think they'll announce Firefight, hopefully. <laughs> Firefight for Halo 5? Yeah. That's so that's hard. a hope for you, then. That's not, you don't expect it, but that's a hope. That's a hope. Okay. That's a hope and a reach, but definitely a campaign demo and definitely playable multiplayer. We'll see some new maps. Uh, we won't see them all, but we'll probably see, I reckon, maybe three new maps. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, yeah, the, a new Halo product, a new title. Okay. Zach, what about you, man? What do you what do you expect to see and what do you hope to see? Um, I honestly expect it to be sort of the E3 after Halo 4 where they say here's the game and not have about as long as a presentation as I had last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope to see more of the game. Uh, I hope to see a little bit more of like multiplayer. Okay. Um, it'd be great <coughs> if they announced something with HCS being having like its own dedicated playlist and ah. um you know similar to um i don't know if you guys are familiar but uh black ops 2 had like a rotating league where you could get a rank um similar to arena but a lot more um well done i think okay um I'd so like not just a simple mlg playlist that was like back in halo 3 yeah yeah um but a little bit more involved like and even like say you know, if you are just an online player and aren't really aware of this ESL thing, um, they'll put those notices and say, hey, you qualify to sign up here, you know, mm-hmm. you know, with a team or whatever. Um, if you reach a certain rank, something like that. That I don't would know. be cool. Um, that would yeah. be cool. I, I, I just hope to see something. And also, I, I hope for an apology. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't, think, yeah, I don't the, think we'll get one, but... Yeah. I, it's, you know. Well, they did kind of do that with Frank and his interview and all that. So yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't expect that uh, per se. Um, what what so, I yeah, it would be it would be the ideal time to do it because it's it's an Xbox conference. Sure. They might they might come out and, and just to sort of dispel maybe that the few people or not few but a few of the questions. So an apology might not be. A, a not smart thing to do. Do you know what I mean? Like sure. They, it would be a good idea maybe if the beginning of the conference or when after the stage that I say, look, um, thank you for your patience with uh, Master Chief Collection. We have been working hard. Um, we apologise for the issues at launch, but we aim as to having none for Halo 5. They can leave it at that, mm-hmm. but at least they've said it on a mass media briefing. Sure. Yeah. Going out to the world rather than just maybe to the Halo community. As long as they don't promise no issues, you know, don't promise us no issues at, at the release of Halo Five. You know, maybe they have to. Well, have no, but no, I, I would not promise it. You know, I would say, you know, like you said, we hope that there will be no issues at the Halo Five, you know, release or launch. Uh, for them to say there'll be none, even if there's one, even if it's minor, you know, there's going to be some people that will just get on that and just hammer them. And we don't need to have that. I mean, if it's minor issues, like you, you mentioned earlier in the cast, you know, yeah. we definitely expect 
there to be probably some kind of connecti- connectivity issues because of the amount of players that will play it first day. And that's, you know, that's pretty standard nowadays. But, yeah. um, you know, any actual glitches in the game, no, we, we don't want to see that. Um, for myself, I uh, actually am a lot in line of, uh, of what you're expecting as well there, Martin. I do expect to see uh, some of the campaign. Uh, they're going to have to be pretty choosy about that because they don't want to really give anything away. But I definitely expect to see that. Uh, I hope to see at least of, of that um, Sengilios, but not, you know, not like the commercials, but actual game play on Sengelius. Um As far as multiplayer goes, yes, I, I do expect them to uh, reveal a couple of maps, um, and uh, hopefully they will show some improved functionality for some of the abilities uh, that were, you know, that we got to use during the beta. So, uh, you know, and, and what those are, who knows? Um, I know personally me, I, I just could not seem to get ground pound down. And I know that that was one of the things that, um, you know, that they had talked about uh, previously that they had, uh, you know, they had uh, done some fixes to that. So I'd like to see, you know, what things have changed between the beta and E3 and then what to expect for, uh, uh, for the release itself. <clears throat> um Maybe, and this this is another hope for thing, you know, with us, as we mentioned earlier, uh, will there be two different teams? Will there be two different campaigns? Will it be split like Halo 2 was? You know, I'd kind of like to know some of that. They don't need to give everything away, though, because there are several, several events between E3 and when the game releases that they can, you know, give us a little bit at a time. Um, so going back then to what we were, what I was saying, then there are all these events coming up where there will be some uh, Halo uh, presence at, uh, as I mentioned, E3, uh, San Diego, San Diego Comic Con. We should definitely expect something there. I mean, they've had at least some kind of a showing there, uh, and I would imagine it would be another uh, another opportunity for people to play multiplayer. San Diego Comic Con is 59 days from now, so just under two months away. After that comes uh, RTX, and that is at 88 days, so just under three months away for that one. Um, and you know for sure they're going to have something there because RTX is, you know, has a huge uh, Halo presence to that. Um, you know, they'll probably reveal yet more maps there, um, and more multiplayer will be available. Um, uh, certainly, in one of these first three, I hope to hear more about. Uh, how they're going to do ranks. Are they going to have, uh, is it going to be like a rank playlist and a social playlist where you'll have two different ranks like that? Is it going to be like reach where you'll have, um, you know, just, just the named rank, uh, and then something different for like arena. You know, I, I at least want to hear something, whatever it is. I, I just want to know what it's going to be, you know? Uh, and I think that'll help get people uh, excited for, or for some people it might get them upset about because they might not like the way that the ranks will be implemented. But, you know, hopefully by, um, uh, our interaction, you know, uh, how, what we mentioned online, uh, they may or may not change the ranking system. I think by that point, it'll probably be a little too late, but we'll see. Uh, so after RTX, then, uh, there will be, uh, I, and I didn't put this on the site. I need to put it on, but PAX Prime, uh, and that's coming at, uh, the end of August, the beginning of September. In fact, that's my, this is what sucks. Every time PAX Prime comes around, that's my birthday weekend. I swear to God, one of these days I'm going to get out there. PAX Prime tickets just went on sale a couple of days ago, and they sold out, like, 
damn near immediate. Like, it was within, wow. the, certainly the first day, they were gone. There was no chance of getting them then. Uh, and that, oh, that sucks, because this year, uh, of any of the years, is one I'd like to go to, because, you know, there's being a game released, so you know they're going to have a big presence there for that. So, uh, unfortunately, I'll have to just, you know, do as I usually do, and report from home, and, you know, scour the web and see what I can pull off from you know, from Waypoint and, you know, other places to bring you some news on that. Uh, next, after PAX Prime, is New York Comic Con. That'll be the final big event before the game releases, and that is uh, 150 days. So that is uh, five months from now. And uh, for sure, by then, we'll know a lot more about the game. You know, probably another map or two will be uh, revealed. Uh, you know, we definitely should know... Uh, what the rank structure will be at that point, um, you know, uh, and hopefully more about the campaign, I would expect, by then. Uh, and then lastly, then, of course, is the release of the game itself, which is at 169 days. So, uh, you know, we're we're starting to creep into, uh, you know, we're certainly, we're, for one, we're under six months, uh, and we're just creeping along here, getting closer to things. And as each of these big events could happen, uh, you know, we'll get more and more information, and I think that's going to build the hype up even more. Oh, yeah. All right, gentlemen. Well, uh, again, I don't have anything else, so uh, feel free if you have anything now. Otherwise, if you want to give your shout-outs. Zach? Yeah. Um, so just, uh, you know, follow me on Twitter. It's uh, at the Halo Ray. You can go to my blog. It's uh, thehaloray.com. Um, trying to post uh, pretty much every day, um, you know, news permitting. Mm-hmm. Um, Is there yeah. a zero in one of those? Uh, just my gamer tag, yeah. Just your gamer tag, okay. Yeah, not, yeah. not the site or Twitter? Nope. Okay. Nope. So oh, it's it's at the Halo Array? Yes. All yes. right. No spaces or anything? No spaces, yeah. All right. Cool, cool. And uh, Mr. Martin there? Yeah, mate, you can follow me on The Halo Opinion or at The Halo Array on Twitter. Um, Wait, at The Halo Array? Not at The, at the Halo Array. That's Zach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. You're welcome, man. You're welcome. Uh, no, you can follow me at The Halo Opinion uh, on Twitter. And, yeah, it's I'll, also I'll The Halo Loyal, too, right? Yeah, it is. Right, right. And okay. I, post, I post as much as I can. Okay. Um, but, yeah. No, cool, cool. Me. Well, and... Uh, of course, as I've mentioned a few times during the podcast here, you can always check up on uh, all sorts of news and information around the Halo uh, galaxy at uh, my blog, which is halofanforlife.com. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter uh, under the same thing, Halo Fan for Life. And uh, I do have a Facebook page that is, it's Halo Fan for Life 11. Unfortunately, I couldn't get just the Halo Fan for Life, so I went with 11. Um, I think that's because that was the year I created it. But anyways, uh, so you can find me there. So whether you're on Twitter or Facebook, uh, you know, as soon as I post an article up on the blog, I immediately tweet it out. That tweet immediately gets sent to the Facebook page as well. So however you're connected, you should be able to get that in news and information from uh, from my blog. Uh, it's more than just the games. It's about the novels, as we've talked about, uh, all kinds of collectibles. Uh, you know, I do a lot with Megablocks, but it's more than just that. Um, there's uh, There are, by the way, some new McFarland figures that are uh, out now, uh, and uh, I actually have one review up for that, and I've got two more coming. Uh, there's some new Halo products that you will be seeing uh, later this year. You'll 
you will have gotten a taste of that from my coverage from New York Comic Con. I'm sorry, from New York Toy Fair earlier this year in February. So um, please, um, you know, join the uh, join the blog. It's free to subscribe, and uh, we. Uh, appreciate all of uh, your involvement no matter what it is whether you subscribe or you reply uh, if you tweet back or uh, send a message on Facebook it's always appreciated and uh, I think about, that's about all we have now we're about an hour and 45 minutes into it so uh, I want to thank again uh, Zach for joining us early he uh, he's in Chicago so he's an hour earlier so as of this uh, podcast he had to get up at 8 in the morning to start this on a Sunday <laughs> On a Sunday. On a Sunday, yes, on a Sunday. <laughs> and uh, and I do thank uh, Martin as well. He's 12 hours ahead of me, so that put him at 9 p.m. So, uh, you know, he's he's having to stave back his sleep time in order to be able to finish this up here. So uh, appreciate that very much, Martin. And um, for the three of us, I guess uh, it's time to say that, uh, well, we are out of here. <laughs>